0: Welcome to the kitchen confidant podcast today we're chatting with ned and ariel fulmer you probably know them from the try guys ned is one of the quartet of former buzzfeed creators who spun off and created their own youtube channel that now boasts over 7 million subscribers as well as the honor of being a number one new york times best-selling author Ariel is an interior designer, podcast host, and the founder of Big and Stone. Together, Ned and Ariel share their cooking adventures on Date Night on YouTube, and have recently released the Date Night Cookbook, adding cookbook authors to their long list of accomplishments. I am so thrilled to welcome Ned and Ariel to the podcast. Hey, guys.
1: Hey.
2: It's good to be
0: here. Thanks for
1: having us.
0: Oh, thank you. I am honored. As I told you before, I'm already a huge fan of both of you. I started watching The Try Guys a long time ago, um, but I always begin the podcast by asking, "What's the first thing that you remember cooking, and about how old were you?"
1: Oh! Oh, wow!
2: Uh, for me, it was probably we had tacos a lot um, at home. We always had like a taco night. Uh, I grew up in, uh, in Texas for, uh, for most of my childhood and we would make ground beef tacos with, uh, flour tortillas and my mom would put pickles in them. Uh, and it was delicious. white people
1: taco night. It was
2: delicious. It was so good. And, uh, I still put pickles on everything. <laughs> I, I fully support the pickle
0: thing because I like using pickled jalapenos, so it totally makes sense. Right, just exactly. Pick-
1: pickles That's are delicious.
2: Pickles. Pickled red onions. I mean, yes. pickled stuff is, is just amazing. Agree.
1: Uh, for <laughs> me, I'm it's uh, pancakes. Mm-hmm. I On special Sunday mornings, we would make pancakes, and my mom would make buttermilk pancakes from scratch. Uh, I loved flipping them, and I remember there's some movie quote... That uh, was that my family would always say, which is like, do not flip the pancakes until you see the bubbles. <laughs> so looking for the little bubbles around the outside and then is going flip. Is that
2: a flip. quote or, or is that just like general pancake knowledge?
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's from one of those old Christmas movies.
2: Ah, oh.
0: gosh, I'm going to the next time I watch a Christmas movie and, and hear that, I'll think of you. <laughs>
2: I thought you were just saying that because that's just what. People no,
1: think. no, no. It's it's from uh, Christmas in Connecticut, which mm. I don't know is particularly uh, well known, but. Uh,
0: no, that's a classic.
1: Uh yeah, my. It's a it's, it's a okay, former family classic. Re- listen
0: and rewatch with new eyes this year. So, for those who may not know who you are, would you tell everyone a little bit about yourselves, please?
1: Sure, uh, we're. Ned and Ariel Fulmer, part of the Try Guys, and now cookbook authors. Um, I'm a, a comedian and a host, and Ariel's an interior designer and also a host. And also a host. And um, we love we love cooking, and we love sharing our recipes with the world. And uh, we've done a lot of food formats, um, comparing restaurant uh, cooking to home meals. Um, and yeah, we're big, we're we're
2: big eaters. Yeah. Uh, and we love cooking together. Uh, so that's kind of something that, that really started this whole journey for us was that, um, you know, we found ourselves eating a lot on Mm -hmm. YouTube Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, you know, kind of cooking a lot at home and it sort of became a love language for us while we were
1: Getting. Yeah, I would say food's a, a love language. Our go-to uh, date or activity is cooking dinner. Yeah, dinner.
2: <laughs> um, and uh, and so you know, just over the course of our relationship, we started collecting recipes and just collecting all of these experiences and stories uh, that had to do with food. Um, you know, which it's it's just this this like. Theme in our entire uh, marriage is mm-hmm. is food and mm-hmm. and cooking and eating, um, and so it all just kind of came yeah. together in, in this cookbook. We've
1: always dreamed of writing a cookbook, and we had this idea to make a cookbook that wasn't just structured by uh, the courses of a meal, but rather the stages of a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that because that was the first thing I noticed when I opened the book, and I love the idea. So please explain. The different chapters, how you know and how they're how they're different from a regular cookbook. Yeah,
2: well, you know, okay, so we actually went back and forth with our editor about this. She was like, "I don't know, it might just be too different. It might just be too strange." Um, and we were like, I, "I, I, think it'll just be kind pretty of pretty cool, though, right? It's pretty cool. It's pretty <laughs> cool." Um, so the book reads more like a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts at where you would start in the beginning of a relationship on a first date or you know
1: we tell the story of our first date right
2: our first date mm-hmm. um and uh, we, we we wanted to start with some really simple recipes you know recipes that are a little bit more like you know something that a young person would uh, would be making or something that you know someone who's living in a bachelor pad or so you know yeah. doesn't doesn't have the full huge KitchenAid or uh, as yeah. the
1: relationship goes on the uh, amount of items in your kitchen increase exactly. uh, the complexity of uh, meals Beaches. that you try typically increases
2: yeah so so you know we started with those very simple recipes and then it goes into recipes that. Are just as fun to cook together, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're so you're kind of looking at these recipes as a date in themselves, you know. So like making pizza or making uh, chocolate bark or Netflix and chili, you know, like something that something that you would actually do as a date, and then it goes into uh, you know like things that you would bring to a party. Maybe you're meeting your maybe you're meeting their friends or something like that. Um, and then the middle chapter is that disappointment chapter where there's always, you know, there's there's a fight in there somewhere. What where are you talking you... about? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody fights. Nobody fights in relationships, right? Could be
1: heartbreak, could be disappointment, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. Something. You're probably gonna need some some either really delicious meals to. To help get over it, or some, some simple meals that don't take a lot of mm-hmm. don't take a lot of oven heat to add to the the, the, the relationship heat.
2: Yeah, we joke right. that nobody wants to use the stove when you're having a fight. <laughs> uh, you don't want to add more heat to that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have uh, some some simple meals there. A lot of uh, a lot of like breakfast for dinner type of meals,
1: and um, then ending with the meet the parents and some family meals. So these, yeah. these showstoppers, these classics, maybe it's a holiday meal, maybe it's a uh, part of a, a wedding celebration, but the, the larger and larger, more complicated, more special meals.
0: I love how it progresses, but let's go back to date night because first of all, it does read like a like a novel to right? me. Yeah, um, I read cookbooks like that anyway. But yours was so fun, just guys. I love the pictures of you guys, how you've you know included that through all the years of dating, and you know as your relationship progresses. But your first date night, I was like, oh my god, because. We have so many similarities. I met my husband in Chicago. Uh-huh. Oh. I will never forget the first time that he cooked for me. Yes, <laughs> yes, go quotes. on. And it was tacos, and it was at his apartment. And I'm like, what the heck?
1: <laughs> what is
0: it about these Chicago men making tacos? <laughs> I don't
1: know,
0: right? But I have to say, Chicago is a beautiful place to fall in love. Oh, so I gosh. love that story. But tell everyone a little bit about that first date night meal
1: together. (laughs) Okay, sure. Well, um, this was my first time cooking for Ariel. She was very special to me. uh, And I knew I wanted to make a big impression. I didn't know many or like any recipes. Right. Um, right. The one I knew how to make was like a a chicken corn uh, tortilla type of meal. (laughs) Uh, And we were in our garden. My garden apartment, which is a fancy name for basement apartment, it was in Wrigleyville, nice. which is a fancy name for being uh hearing the crowd screams from Wrigley Field and seeing the uh bar crawl traffic spill out on the many, many game days. Yes. Baseball, yes. they play like hundred and fifty games. So it's sort of half it's the games year. Like every day. Yeah. Every single day. Um and uh you know poor insulation not great heating system it was a little chilly in there I was,
2: uh, I was wearing my down jacket mm-hmm. uh, I think it was like January um, and uh, yeah Ned's Ned's like you know cooking uh, I don't even think you had like a frying pan Ned was cooking chicken in a uh, in like a, a saucepan
1: mm-hmm <laughs> yeah and, and the recipe was basically um, cook some chicken add some canned corn add some salsa it was good
2: serve <laughs> on a tortilla <laughs> <laughs> and Ariel you were
0: like i'm in love I, I was like i'm hungry
2: yeah <laughs>
1: i mean i think that, and early on often it, the food is just sort of an excuse to to connect with the person right, right. so it, we could have been eating anything mm, um that's but so true. just having that moment of being together and sharing a meal and being at home together, you get to start to yeah. imagine what life with this person might be like. and
2: We learned a lot about each other over meals, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was the one meal where... So, you know, Ned and I, we weren't making much money when we were living in Chicago, but we sprung for like a dinner out at a, um, at like a, a nice Italian restaurant in Lakeview. And... Um, uh, Ned, uh, being the showman that he is, ordered like a huge, huge, meatball. It
1: was branded as the one-pound meatball.
2: Yeah, I it, it might have been close to a pound. Yeah, I'm sure. It was I'm
1: really sure.
0: big. Was I really, saw the really photo. Big. It was almost as big as your face. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: so funny that we still that we had that photo. I know. Too. I i like, you do? <laughs> I remember that it was in there somewhere. Um,
1: they have the whole cookbook has. Photos from over ten years of our relationship story yeah, and dating yeah. together. Tough to find photos from ten years ago. Well, because we yeah. didn't have iPhones. Pho- your phone didn't always work. We were but, I mean, uh, we were
2: taking photos on like, you know, the flip phones. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not great photos.
1: Um, but I I, I didn't you know, know that Ariel camera didn't
2: everywhere, but <laughs> Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Who does that?
1: I didn't know that Ariel didn't eat beef, so I thought, oh, you know, maybe she'll probably have a little bit of this. Um, and then I then I learned uh, that uh, that she uh, did not eat uh, red meat, nope. and then I thought, oh no, I have this one pound meatball that's the size of my face, <laughs> and I feel like I have to prove something by eating it all, but uh, no, we, we took it home, and <laughs> took about half of it home.
2: Yeah, and we had a great conversation. You know, it, yeah. was, a, it was a conversation about like, okay, well, why don't you eat? red meat, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then it kind of turned into a conversation about our childhoods and, you know, like you really learn a lot about people over food. Um, Right.
0: I always feel that if more people could, you know, just even random people could just share a meal together, we would just learn so much from one another. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to go anywhere beyond that, but... (laughs) Just to get to understand each other. Okay, so I know that you both love cooking and cooking together, but I was wondering, who does the majority of
2: the cooking during the week? Mm, good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably it's
1: definitely Ariel. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because I cook for the boys. We have two, two, uh, two kids. We've got Wes, who's three and a half, and Finn, who's a year. Um, and honestly, they eat as much as we do. They are, uh, they just love food. But meal times a really big part of our, uh, of our day. Um, of course. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm making a lot of, uh, you know, they like to eat basically what we eat, and we eat a lot of pasta mm-hmm. and a lot of fish, um, yeah, there's
1: a bunch of great pasta recipes in the book. Lots yeah. of Italian influences. Lots of
2: Italian um, influences.
1: I get home a little bit later, uh, often times, so Ariel yeah. will typically make the weeknight meals. I make uh, a lot of the, uh, what Ariel might call, uh, extra, being a little extra Ned type of meals.
2: Ned uh, <laughs> Ned likes to be involved in the week uh, weekend meals.
1: The weekend meals <laughs> where cooking is the activity. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> Yeah, during, That's fair. <laughs> during the week, I I usually I'll sort of turn it into like a, a fun thing for me and Wes and Finn to do, um, you know. So Wes will help me like peel the apples and that sort of thing. But weekends are definitely where it's at when it comes to uh, when it comes yeah. to cooking. And we
1: love having our siblings over. Um, we're fortunate to have. Uh, some siblings live in uh, Los Angeles, so big Sunday meals where, yeah. you know, we just have fun cooking for a whole bunch of people and do some barbecuing and
2: yeah, we're big entertainers. Make some roasts. So that's a that's a big thing for us. Is we'll just have people over and just so we have this island in our kitchen where we can be cooking and also be like talking to people, mm-hmm. having a conversation. Uh and we renovated our house so that we could do just that. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. and it works out perfectly. And so we have people over and we'll be cooking and we'll be chatting and we'll be drinking. And it's just it's our it's our absolute favorite thing to do.
0: You are my kind of people. (laughs) I already see like sequels coming out, you know, your next cookbook, because you can work, you know, with the kids and of course you're entertaining. So Right, yeah so many possibilities party night
1: family <laughs> night, family, <laughs> night. Yeah,
0: family night so cooking like relationships evolve over time and you've alluded to this so how have your palates changed um in the how many years that you've known each other and how's your cooking evolved
2: that's a really good question how has yours changed i feel like
1: we've, we've taken things from each other mm-hmm. like i when we first started dating i would like only ever eat red sauce on pasta. Mm-hmm. And Ariel sometimes preferred, like, the the lighter, simpler, like, I, you know, olive oil and salt or, like, casserole pepe I've or, always been a
2: very, very simple, uh, simple eater. Um, I th- I think of, like, Norwegian dishes, almost, where it's, like, fish with lemon and potatoes or something like that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm a very... Very light. Yeah, very light, very... Um, very simple in that way. I've always liked like salmon and um, and other fish, and Ned has sort of brought in this like complexity to my uh, to my meals. Mm. I feel like, yeah, mm, you nice. know, like I I I would sort of, yeah. I just really liked those simple meals, and and I liked not using very many dishes in the kitchen. <laughs> that that was a big one for me. Was like when I sit down to eat. I want to have all the dishes done so that I can relax and enjoy my food. Um, yeah. And and I feel like Ned has sort of brought in this yes element of chaos. <laughs> my yeah. Meals, but um, also, you know, this this also uh, th- th- this great like complexity and 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 love to the dishes and 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 really just you know making those meals together and making those messes together. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: You guys balance each other
2: out. We do balance each other out, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So we share another similarity because, Ariel, like you, I tend to eat more plant-based. I'm not a huge carnivore. My husband is. um, And I have, you know, (laughs) I have that challenge of cooking for different eaters in my family. So how do you guys balance that out in terms of how you cook throughout the week?
2: You know, um, there's there's a... uh... A like a movement right now for like weekday vegetarians, um, and we sort of fell into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really use that term very often because we didn't do it on purpose. But um, in general, because I I cook more plant based um, and I cook mostly during the week. We we eat a lot of uh, like vegetarian meals during the week, and um, and then on the weekend is kind of when we you know, we pull the grill out, and maybe we'll we'll uh, cook something on the grill. Yeah,
1: and we have some recipes that uh, are new twists on old favorites that are more in a vegetarian uh, realm. So uh, one is uh, halloumi fajitas. So mm-hmm. typically you might make chicken fajitas, say, uh, but halloumi is a cheese with a high melting point that kind of feels more like a, A protein that has some bite to it, yeah. Uh, Or there's a you can make cauliflower steaks, yeah. Or you can have all the fun of having the grilling steaks, uh, but you're kind of thickly slicing cauliflower so that it holds together like a beautiful little uh, little tree chunk. Mm -hmm. I saw this one method of preparation uh, recently where it was it was kind of this tangy, almost like buffalo. Sauce, but it was a curry. It was at an Indian, like a modern Indian restaurant, mm, and the cauliflower excellent. was served almost in like a half sphere, as if mm. the way it comes out. Except everything was still like when you you know went in with your fork, you could take a little perfect bite-sized cauliflower out. It wasn't like all stuck together. Yeah, we could. Figure it out out was out very cool. I don't know how they did it. It was
2: really neat. It was really neat. What was that place called? It was. It was uh, when we were on our book tour in New, in New York. Um, it was. Oh, it's like a new Indian mm. restaurant there. We'll, we'll let you Put know. Put the link we're... in the description.
1: Oh, let yeah. let me
0: know because I'm from New York originally. So when I go home, I want to try it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: you'll have to text Grace and mm-hmm. uh, see what it is. Yeah. The place, yes, it really that good.
0: actually reminds me, one of the recipes in your book is for your meatballs. And so I noticed that Ned has, you know, his version. Ariel, you have your version. So I think that's a good compromise. What are your What are your tips for couples who want to start cooking together?
2: Um, I
1: would say start simply, you know? It doesn't have to be super fancy or complex. Um, just think of it, some foods that you like.
2: Make it fun. Make it fun. Make it fun. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the big thing for us was not, uh, you know, thinking of it as, uh, as the process and, and, and thinking of the, the date as the cooking um, rather than the end result you know like the date is not sitting down to the table and and eating it is it is drinking wine in the kitchen while you know while you're cooking while you're doing the dishes well it's you Mm -hmm. know it's it's the whole evening it's the whole process Um, and that's really uh, the the big one for us was was when cooking became the like the fun of the evening um, or the day or Mm -hmm. really anytime Um, that was that was a really big sort of change for us.
1: Yeah, and maybe there are each specialties that you have or things that you do know how to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, each bringing something to the table and learning from each other—that's a great way to get started.
2: Mm-hmm. Ned used to just throw all the dishes in the sink, mm-hmm. um, but now, like, if something is is like simmering, he'll do a couple of the dishes and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know put them in the dishwasher or something and. So it's not so overwhelming. Exactly, exactly. So it's not so overwhelming after the after the meal. You know, it's it's the whole process.
0: So now that you have Wes and Finn, how have date nights changed for you guys?
2: Uh <sighs> well, you know they go to bed pretty early, so we're still able to to kind of have the date nights that we that we love, where we can be in the kitchen together. Um, but also, the kids love cooking. So do they join you for date nights? They sometimes? absolutely join us Aww. for date nights. Yeah, yeah. We have a, like a learning tower that Wes stands on in the in the kitchen. And so he's up there with the rest of us, you know, and he's always wanting to see what's in the pot. And he's like, what are you cooking? What's, what's going on in there? Can I taste it? Can I do this? Can I do that? Um, and you know, we, we just encourage it. I think, you know, just getting the kids in the kitchen early uh, is is probably one of the one of the best thing one of the best decisions that we've made so. in our parenting yeah, career. You, I think we,
1: Wes has a little knife that's like pretty dull, but also just sharp enough to cut strawberries. Mm-hmm. And he just goes and like knife, 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 knife. Stop, stop, stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Teach him young. Oh, yeah. well, speaking of kids, my daughter was beyond thrilled. When she found out that you guys are going to be on the podcast, so um, uh. I asked her. I was like, "Do you have any questions?" And she said, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> so, on behalf of Kaylee, for Ned, she goes, "What without a recipe video do you think you should have won?"
1: Oh wow! Oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna twist the knife there. Oh man! <laughs> uh, so we have a series on the Try Guys channel called "Without a Recipe." If you haven't seen it, it is uh, the four of us making. Uh, very simple kind of traditional dishes like bread or pie, but with no recipe and only a very limited idea of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually became the spinoff of our new Food Network show, which will be coming out next year where we're doing without a recipe, but out on the road with uh, other chefs. It's called No Recipe Road Trip. Anyways, um, what? which one do I feel I was the most robbed <laughs>
2: If you're going to phrase
1: it that way. <laughs> um, uh, that's tough. So many. That's he tough. Comes, he
2: comes home after shooting those and he's like, oh, I got second place.
1: Are yeah. You? The sad thing is second place feels like a loss to me because I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, oh, here, I'm a cookbook author. <laughs> what? I mean, I got standards to uphold. I have won a lot. Of, I actually, there was one season I won almost all the episodes and, our producer, Rachel, was like, you can't, this is not going to be interesting for people. <laughs> I think there was, I I was a little, I think the very first episode, oh, no, here's here's the, the very first episode we did on the new channel, the uh, Try Guys Baked Pie Without a Recipe. Um, I got third place. I was very upset because um, I thought my pie tasted pretty good. Uh, the the critiques were there weren't wasn't enough apples so it wasn't like oh big and bursting like okay I'm so, I'm sorry there wasn't enough apples, all right. Um, <laughs> the crust is That's the good. yummy that.
2: part anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I feel <laughs> like for a lot of these without a recipe, um, uh, you know, critiques, it's like. This tastes awful, or you should not have put eggs in this, mm-hmm. or you know, like you made these gingerbread cookies without molasses. You know, it's like they're they're like very, uh, um, like rudimentary things that, yeah. that have gone wrong, but like a simple thing like. Not having enough apples. Oh
1: yeah, I know. Makes
2: you come in like almost last place. It, it just it it's, really hurts.
1: Uh, although I've been on the other side in the judging, it is tough to to sort through like, well, this person did this right, but they didn't do this right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was mostly upset because in front of me was, uh, was uh, Eugene's bear, very boozy pie, berry boozy pie, <laughs> I <remember> which <laughs> which was which was served basically with a soup like consistency, and Keith's uh, incredibly average pumpkin pie which i won because uh it while it didn't do anything particularly special it also didn't have anything super wrong with it
2: yeah but
1: he almost burned his pie so it was a good (laughs) storyline
0: okay i have to ask are you really cooking without recipes or do you go in kind of having a base recipe in your brain somehow
1: well, we try and—I mean, we try and think about what we're gonna do ahead of time, so they can shop for ingredients. But no, we—we have—we don't look up recipes ahead of time. We have no idea what, we, what we're doing. If we've cooked it before, that's great. But oftentimes we haven't. Mm-hmm. Like my cheesecake was bad because I've <laughs> never cooked a cheesecake before, and I did not know even. Level step one oftentimes, of what to put in there.
2: Oftentimes, Ned will come home, and I'll be like, okay, so what did you put in
1: it? Yeah, sometimes Ariel knows more than me. She's and like, so did you put molasses in your gingerbread? I was like, uh. Yeah, or, or like, you know. The, the, in the what?
2: He'll say that he put, like, butter and eggs in something that, like, shouldn't have butter and eggs. Or Yeah, it's it's kind of remarkable that they're able to really make anything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but we also try and come up with, like, very interesting out there, uh, creative ideas of things. So uh, for a pizza episode, I make pizza all the time, so I could have just made a really good pizza. But I tried to make something a little fun, a little special—a 24-cheese pizza clock. <laughs> <laughs> so for each hour of the day, you could be eating pizza. It was a disaster. Uh, different cheeses have different melting points, different scorching points. Uh, so <laughs> some of the cheese was burning while others parts hadn't even like cooked yet. Uh, and so I was like, do I take it out? Do I leave it in? Do I take it out? I tried to take it out like midway, but they were like, your crust isn't like finished enough. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I would imagine that your chemistry background comes in handy once in a while though, when you're, when you're cooking and you're baking.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Even just, um, it's without a recipe, but it doesn't mean you can't measure what you put in there and then taste it and then double things or have things or. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you generally know what goes into something, you know, yeah. like if you know how to make a good, like, pastry dough or if you know how to make a a, a pie dough or something. Right. Um, then, you know, you can kind of fudge the rest.
1: And I think that's one of the cool things about learning more about, you know, the more I learn about science, the more I learn about cooking, there are certain measurements that you have to get very precise and then others where you can be very, like, loose and kind of go by taste. And that's... I think when I was like 19, 20, I was like, well, this is the recipe. So I'm going to measure out a quarter teaspoon of salt. But it's <laughs> right. like you're just salting the boiling pasta water or something, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you right. know, realizing what needs to be precise and what can be like by taste and feel is is a cool thing about getting better at cooking.
0: Oh, yeah. And that evolves over time. OK, Ariel, your question is, do you want a cat? Uh, a cat? A cat.
2: Yeah, it's a really random question. I've, Is
1: I, this from your daughter? Yeah. Oh.
2: I have never been a cat person. Uh, cats don't like me for some reason. I'm a. <laughs> I feel like I'm a. Um, I'm a. I'm a very like touchy person, and I love um, like snuggling. And I feel like cats are not snugglers. And it, oh, and, you would love ours. And, but but then like you know if you touch them too much then they'll kind of come after you and I feel like that. Always happens to me with other yeah. people's cats.
1: Ariel mm-hmm. needs animals that she can just say, Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, like that I can just smother them with love. <laughs> and I feel like help a cat.
1: A little anyway. dog <laughs> who's like, help. Yeah, help! <laughs> help. I, I am squish.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but also Ned's allergic. So there's oh, uh well, there you go. we actually yeah. um in the first like six months of our relationship in Chicago, we were um, dog and cat sitting for my godparents and, um, uh, Ned did not know that there was a cat because she hid under our bed and Ned was like steadily getting more and more, um, like sick and allergic while we were staying there. And, uh, he finally realized that there was a cat that would like, you know, sleep under the bed. Uh, That was was her safe spot. Of course. No wonder. Um, yeah, yeah. It's oh, unfortunately
1: gotten like worse as I've gotten older too. Yeah. Some yeah.
2: yeah. I've heard that that happens. Okay,
0: what is your favorite section in the book if you had to pick one? Ooh. Oh,
1: that's tough.
2: Second chapter, dating. Uh, it's it's all the it's all the party food. It's you know the, mm-hmm. the that's my that's my favorite foods. You know. It's, yeah. It's the it's the the pastas that you bring to a potluck or the um you know, the the cakes that you would make for a party. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, it was very nostalgic, very writing, nostalgic writing about very everything fun. and remembering everything. I think for me, it's it's the first chapter. I think you're right that the second chapter has probably the most fun foods, because it's all the party foods, and the first chapter is just the simplest, but uh, just all the stories of remembering, you know, the the first time seeing someone, the first couple of dates, it's just very that was certainly the most very heartwarming that and romantic to, just remember Aww. that time and to write about it.
0: Yeah, you guys are so cute. Okay, I have date night this Friday. What should I cook Ooh. from your book?
1: Ooh. Are you
0: going out or are you staying in? We always stay in. You stay in. I'm oh, just great. yeah, we're just wiped, so I don't feel like
2: going out. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I would try the uh, salmon piccata.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I that's think that really, one's that's really happen. nice recipe. You know, it's it's really simple to make. Um, it's, you know, it's basically like a one-pan dish, uh, but it's it just, you sit down, and like, there's so many amazing flavors there. I just, mm-hmm. you know. Ned and I love like that sort of caper, olive. Uh, Me too. Yeah. oof, so good. And then
1: you could serve it with the, the vegan cavatappi salad. Um, uh-huh. It's got pea tendrils, which is a really fun uh, type, of, uh, type of texture. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's
2: like a salad inside of it. Yeah. Pasta. Um, yeah, definitely.
1: And bread, because, you know, we're the, Obviously bread. we're the type of couple that is like, well, I have my pasta, but I also <laughs> need some bread, Where's right? Where's my
2: bread? Exactly. <laughs> oh, and soaking up all of that delicious sauce. Sauce. Mm-hmm. The sauce is the best part, the sauce right? sauce is the best part. Oh, my goodness. Well,
0: you guys, I had so much fun talking to you, but before I let you go, I have some really quick, quick questions. Yeah. Okay, so what's something that you make when you're too tired to cook? And you need an emer- an emergency meal, breakfast for dinner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's make good. Make something with yep. eggs. eggs. Eggs, very quick to make.
2: Eggs and veggies. Um, it's a it's a crowd pleaser. You know, super smart.
0: What's the one recipe that you treasure the most?
1: Oh, I treasure um, the most.
2: Probably, for me, it it would be my dad's banana bread. Uh. He, we like, we don't really, it, it, he's always got bananas in the freezer. And whenever dad comes to visit, he'll make a huge batch of banana bread and then freeze it so that we have it for um, just any time we want.
1: Yeah, I think another a family recipe for me as well. My my grandfather, who we called Nanu, has uh, red sauce. And we have a lamb ragu recipe, which was kind of an mm-hmm. all-day affair. And I think that's partially where I get my, uh, you know, Spending Saturday cooking something fun. Uh, yeah. Just.
2: Yeah. Family references Preferences
1: recipes. from. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the nostalgic ones are the best, too. Are you guys, well, I think I kind of know the answer. Are you a messy cook or a neat cook?
1: Uh, I'm messy. Ariel's very neat. Um, for me, the sink is um, a storage bin for um, <laughs> doing the dishes after dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I do the dishes as I go. And I reuse things. So like if a bowl is empty, I will reuse the bowl. If you know if there's a spoon, I will reuse the spoon. Yeah. Okay. And what's a good kitchen tip? Um, I like to keep the counters clear, and only pull out the things that you need.
1: Um, I would invest in a nice wooden platter uh for that you can just bust out a fancy cheese board at any moment
2: that's true the fancy cheese board is
1: just like making it effortlessly oh like someone's coming over oh i just have a couple of fancy cheeses in here i'll just (laughs) throw throw something together
2: yeah
0: that's my favorite way to eat you guys just a good charcuterie board and a glass of wine and i'm good absolutely it sounds like you're our our people i I can hang out (laughs) okay and on fridays i try to Share five little things. Something that made me smile that week. Is there something that's made you smile recently? Mm.
2: Mm. Let's see. Uh,
1: well, it's Halloween is coming up, mm-hmm. and our three year old this morning uh, didn't want any of the costumes that we were planning on, and changed things at the last minute to be a. Uh, he wanted it to be a skeleton. At the last minute, and Ariel cut out little skeleton bones and taped them on a black had, sweatshirt. Had ten
2: minutes before he had to leave for school, so I dressed him in all black, and I, uh, I taped bones on him. And he was, and he so, was happy. so happy. And so happy. And
1: Ariel was so proud, and it was just very, very, it made me very happy.
0: Yeah, he was really that pleased with himself. That is the cutest. Yay, Mom, good
1: job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I know, that was a mom win, for sure. So cute. Well, you guys, I had a blast talking to you. Where can everyone find you and the book?
1: Well, you can get the Date Night Cookbook anywhere cookbooks are sold or at datenightcookbook.com. It's our landing page with a bunch of different options. Uh, And you can follow me at Ned Fulmer.
2: And I'm at Ariel M. Fulmer.
1: And uh, also check us out on the Try Guys YouTube channel.
2: Yeah, and Ariel, what's the name of your podcast for everybody to do? Oh, our podcast is called You Can Sit With Us. You can find it anywhere you uh you look for podcasts. Yep.
1: And mine's called awesome. The TriPod.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing
0: so much time with me today. I had a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yeah, this was us so too. fun.
0: I'm so glad you were able to join us on this episode of Kitchen Confidant. Thank you again to Ned and Ariel Fulmer for joining me today. I can't wait till date night this week. I'm definitely going to make their salmon piccata. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate it and share it with a friend and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking.